Hi, I'm K.S. Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with writer and creator of the comic series Tap or Die, Anthony Stokes, here to discuss the first issue now live on Kickstarter. Welcome back, Anthony. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for joining us again. But um, outside my, outside my introduction, for those who don't know you already, who is Anthony Stokes in his own words? I just like to write. That's really all there is to me. I just like to make tell stories, you know, make comics. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, so what is Tap or Die about? Absolutely. So it's about a young, talented wrestler, and he's being gatekept, and he's butting heads with the legacy wrestlers in his in his uh, federation, and the commissioner screws him over. He gets he gets hurt really badly, and he and he goes to get revenge. So it's a revenge story where um that happens in the wrestling ring essentially. Mm-hmm. So what were your inspirations behind Tap or Die, and how were you able to maintain your original ideas while working alongside your inspirations? Because when I first initially saw it, and to hear the story, it reminds me of Megalobox. Do you know that that anime, Megalobox? I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it. Um, It's on Hulu. I think it's still on Hulu right now. Um, Okay, okay. And I think they just made a second season. I haven't seen it yet, but the first one is really good. I've heard good things. So essentially, like like a, a, a couple of things that inspired it. Creed, the movie series, really big fan of. I think, you know, Creed 1, I just saw 3 recently. It's a great movie. Uh, Berserk, you know, the the revenge angle, angle um, being, you know, that, that raw energy, I really enjoyed, as well as a lot, a lot of other manga. I've seen, um, oh my God, I'm so tired. It's the boxing anime. I can't believe I can't think of it right now. Oh my goodness. I can't I can't remember what the boxing anime is. It's a really popular boxing anime that's probably gonna come to me. And then a lot of it was kind of like it was inspiration, real life inspiration for kind of the, the the um I butted heads with a lot of the a lot of the veteran comic book creators in the in the in the space in the community that think that things should be done a certain way. And I'm I'm striving for innovation. So there's a lot of uh back and forth about that so at at the peak of when i was going through that that's actually when i made tap or die that's when i started writing it okay i'm looking up the boxing anime in baki is it about a boxing anime i think it's the other one uh hamaji hamaji no ipo Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Yeah, what a great it was great it was it, um, a beautiful a phenomenal show that that as well that but um, yeah, I'll have to see if that's where what where that is so I can watch it. But um, while writing and collaborating on Tabrada, what has changed that you weren't expecting, or do you predict will change in future issues? So like the art style or character arcs, or even maybe collaborating with different you know artists. Like was it throughout the process? Did anything change that you weren't expecting, or do you see changing in the future? So I'm I, I like to plan things out methodically, right? I'm a I'm a I'm a plotter. You know, they say pantser plotter. So do you do you kind of come up with things on the fly, or do you do you like sit down and meticulously plan everything? I really I really meticulously plan things. So um, as of right now, no, everything more or less came through as it as, as I had it envisioned. You know, the artist did Emilio did an amazing job, and far exceeded my expectations. And I guess that I guess that'd be one thing, but no, I really, I really, this was all, all the decisions were made like well in advance of actually putting pen to paper, basically.
So I got to ask, what's your opinion on AI as a writer and creator? Where do you see it going? And do you genuinely believe it can be used as a tool or will it eventually replace us all? No, no, you're not going to replace. No, 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 you're not going to replace. It, it, I think it can be a tool, right? Like you can generate images and base all prompts and, and be like, huh, that's that's interesting. At that point, it's no different than Googling something, right? I think the problem is when you try to when you try to use that to create something and then try to you know uh, make it a commercial product and that's that's still and you know I think that's where the you know AI, AI is not going away you know AI art is not going away it's it's going to be here for a while. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hasn't it always kind of been here in a way? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you you know? generated images of of something to be used as for something else or as a placement for something else it's always kind of been here it's just yeah it just grew a lot quicker than you know we were all expecting it to i think the problem yeah i think the problem is trying to pass off ai art as essentially like your art and Mm -hmm. then you're trying to sell that like because i believe the ai uses reference images and then once you do that, once you're basically using, you know, other people's arts and selling them, that's the problem. And, you know, most other applications, I think you can, I think you can, it's a tool, right? Like you can, you can use anything with ill intent or in a bad way to make it like uh, unethical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there is some nuance, but honestly, it's not even something that I've really like dabbled in because of the the conversation is usually so polarizing you know it's usually like everybody saying ai artist is stealing and then somebody being like well no actually it's good you know like i it's it's so it's so toxic and i just i don't know i just have i have my methods like i have my the way i do things and it just doesn't account like there's no way to work ai art in there at all so i just i just kind of stay out of it uh-huh. <laughs> Well, is there anything else you wanted to touch on about Tap or Die, uh, the Kickstarter that we may have missed as a whole, maybe rewards for for potential backers or um, any other upcoming projects or conventions maybe yet this year? Yeah, I'm doing conventions. I got, I'm going to Baltimore. Um, What is that, man? That's like two months away. It's like in October. I think they're moving it. September, I think. September, actually. They're moving it back in September. Yeah. September 9th, yeah. So I'm going to be there. See all my see all my comic book buddies. That's gonna be really cool. I mean, I got all kinds of projects in the works. I mean, there's a chance. I'm my goal is that is to drop 10 projects next year. Not me self-publishing all of them, but you know, via work for hire, via other people publishing. Big pub, you know, not maybe not big publish, but like through indie publishers. I'm looking to hopefully get like 10 projects. We got um like tap or die. I'm probably gonna do drop three tap or die projects next next uh year um intrusive thoughts um i'm dropping two or three of those projects next year i have a comedy in the works um uh there's a this is a story on american yakuza i'm working on with one of my good friends chris moses and charlie McElvey, and then that's going to be dropping 2024 so yeah it's gonna, be, it's gonna be busy i'm really busy right now you know which is good but you know hopefully i'll get a break one of these days well, you write so much. I don't think you're even allowing yourself to, <laughs> honestly. But like, how does it feel to jump from different genres? You got like, you know, you have intrusive thoughts. 
you know, um, okay. the K, and then you jumping into, you know, wrestling and mm-hmm. like doing, doing a comedy and, you know, all these different topics and art styles and whatnot. How is it, you know, how are you jumping from, I guess, genre to genre topic to topic like that? How does, how does that work for you? I think for me, like the, the, I guess the equalizer is, is dialogue. You know, I think that's one thing that I, I really pride myself on is be able to write characters that have a interesting things to say and B can convey character really effectively. And I think when you do that, that does help. So every, you know, every scene can, can have a certain level, a, a certain level of entertainment value when, you know, hopefully the audience is being engaged by what the the characters are saying. That's one thing. I also think that I studied a lot of genres, like my whole thing for pretty much up until t- like 2019, even, t- even 2020, basically until I started making comic books. So, um, you know, ba- almost my entire life, really like through the 2010s, I've just been consuming media like crazy. You know, I used to watch movies i used to watch two movies a day you know i'd watch a tv show in a weekend um my entire you know like i used to be a truck helper you know on a truck on truck helping a truck you know like half of your day you're sitting in the truck i would watch like netflix i'd read manga i'd watch movies so i just been consuming a lot of media and consuming a lot of different genres as well and then really i when, when i write i don't really consider genre as in i'm not thinking like what beats do i need to hit to f- make it this or that i'm more or less just tr- like making a scene and trying to write the most interesting scenario that also fits within the grander narrative so i don't even i almost don't even consider genre when i'm writing like i think the k you can consider it like a horror or thriller you know um intrusive thoughts i think it was i think it's squarely horror i think this is like an action uh you say act sports and then mm-hmm. Like I said, when you can, when you, when you have, I have such a, a wealth of knowledge about different genres. And I also really, uh, I do a lot of, even now I'll do studying, like whenever I'm coming up with a new idea, I'll consume something that's adjacent to it because I want to really understand like, okay, like here's how to execute this at a high level as well. So it's just, it just goes back to being prepared essentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So where can, um, Obviously, the Kickstarter is up right now, but where can people find you online to see if they can keep up with you? At Stokes to Writer on Twitter. I'm always on Twitter. And then uh, Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash Decay Comic. I'm on, I'm on as well. And uh, yeah, those are the two main things I'm on right now. Mostly Twitter, though. It's hard to, it's hard to like work on all these projects and then like be super active on social media. But mm-hmm. I, I really just stick to Twitter. Are you on threads? No, 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 no. I don't do any of those Twitter alternatives. Like, it just seems like a waste of time to me. Yeah, it's yeah. like, Twitter is like, when, there was this great line, social social network, where I forgot, I forgot who it was. I don't know if it was Eduardo or Mark, but somebody, they were like, hey, somebody said, Facebook me, right? And what, like, Facebook me, basically meaning, like, look me up. Like, when you think about Kickstarter, People use Kickstarter as like crowdfund, like crowdfunding in general. It's synonymous with crowdfunding. Like Facebook is more or less synonymous with social media. And Twitter is the same way. You know, like you got black Twitter. There's all these moments. It's just ingrained into the culture. Like it's not, it's not going anywhere. And I feel like 
I feel like as creators, if you rely on Twitter for to to for money reasons like I do, I would I just like I I try to grit my teeth and bear it and just stay on the platform. But like we should be trying to like keep people on the platform as long as possible. We shouldn't be trying to get them to go somewhere else because these alternate they're it's not as if you're coming up with something organic. And then that naturally, like, like I don't, TikTok wasn't an alternative to like Instagram or something like that. It was an organic thing that that came about. It's like these things that are just like, oh, we're a Twitter replacement. It's not gonna one Twitter hasn't gone anywhere, so you're like, you're mm-hmm. not, you know. So there's that, and then it's not gonna. Ha- and, and then these these Twitter uh, alternates are gonna be fighting each other for even then for the second spot. So I, I'm just staying on Twitter until the, I, I can't use that literally until like it implodes. But that's, that's yeah. what I'm Yeah, it's a lot of people like that. And I'm reluctantly staying as well, so. Reluctantly, you said? Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, the, the account I have now is my second one. I, I deleted it, the my original one because it was just becoming too much. But then I came back with the podcast and I mean, I log in when I have to post up and then I log back out because I guess now Elon has it where they can send you notifications about peop- about other things on there, but they- I don't follow any of these people. So it's like, why am I getting these notifications? But yeah, yeah I- I'm still on there. I'm also, I am on threads. I kind of, I just like it better in a way. Um, but uh, in the ads and stuff aren't there yet. So I guess when they yeah. finally get on there, then it'll be a problem, but I'm trying to enjoy it while I can. <laughs> yeah more power more power than anybody on those other apps i will not be there i'm gonna be on it's hard enough being on twitter <laughs> like it's hard yeah, you enough. Got, you've got so much other stuff to do you don't have to worry about that <laughs> yeah yeah no i am drowning in it's like dr- yeah basically drowning in assignments like it's just so easy to start something new mm-hmm. god knows how many projects that happen in the in the, in the uh, works and what's good now is i'm getting like work for higher jobs yeah. but that incentivizes you to work more basically because it's mm-hmm. like okay i'm getting paid like now so it's like it's 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 crazy i don't know how many projects i'm working on right now probably a hundred but you, you know. get paid uh-huh. i'm not getting paid for all 100 i'm getting paid for like not even a handful like but it's like theoretically i could get paid for the other ones so it's it's like the extra bit of motivation mm-hmm. all right well Again, I want to thank the writer and creator of the comic series, Tapper Dot, Anthony Stokes, for joining us again here today to discuss the first issue now live on Kickstarter. All of Anthony's socials and website will be listed in this episode's details alongside the Kickstarter link for those who are interested. Again, I'm K.S. Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Number Podcast. Thank you. See you.